loves us with an everlasting love. Hallelujah. And we love him because he first loved us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how we love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Flow to you. Flow to you. Let the rivers of my worship flow to you. Lord, I pray in all I do. Let the rivers of my worship flow to you. Like streams in the valley, they swell with the rain. And the songs of my heart, they rise to bless your name. Flow to you, flow to you. Let my worship flow to you. Help me sing it, flow to you, flow to you, flow to you. Let the rivers of my worship flow to you. Lord, I pray in all I do.
the song of my heart. Hallelujah. It rises to bless your holy name. Let it flow to you. Flow to you. Let my worship, let my worship, let my worship. Yes, we do. Oh, we worship your holy name. 
like streams in the valley. They hear swell with the rain, and the song of my heart rise to bless your name. Flow to you, flow to you. Let my worship flow to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't stop praising him. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Never stop praising the Lord. Never stop. Always have a praise on your lips for the Lord. Oh, how we love him, the song says. Oh, how we praise him. That's what, that's what I live for. I live to give him praise. I love to praise him. Wherever I be, I love to lift up his holy name. But I'm not good. We are not good, but God is good. That's why we are here. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. New every morning, great is his faithfulness. Isn't that so? I wouldn't sit down on him if I knew that was so. Praise God, praise God. We're here to praise him collectively. Now we do it individually otherwise, but we, we are here to do it collectively today to give God the praise. We love him because he first loved us. He showed us how to love. Yes, 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 yes. Father, we thank you we come again. Lord, we love you. We really, really do. We wouldn't tell you a lie because you know whether we are lying or not, Lord. You know our downfall and our uprising. Oh, God, you know everything about us. You know everything about us. You made us. You created us in your image, Lord. We thank you this morning. We praise you now. Oh, God, bless us as we come to give you a blessing. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. Oh, God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Thank you for the choir that's singing so beautifully. Oh, God, that's sacrificing continually to come, oh, God, and do service in your house. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every soul that's assembled here today. In the name of Jesus, bless every house that's represented here. Meet their needs. You said it's written in your word that my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you now. We'll never stop praising you. Oh, God, for you're good to us. You're better than that. Oh, hallelujah. Heal the sick. Encourage those that are discouraged, Lord. Let no one in here be discouraged. Let them leave here praising you and giving glory and honor to your name this morning. Bless the speaker. Oh, God, bless the message and the messenger. Bless our shepherd, the man of this house, Lord. His assistant. Oh, God, all those that assist him, Lord. Deacons. Oh, God, everybody. Oh, in their prospective places this morning. Oh, God, you're real this morning. You're real. You're true and a living God. You're the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Oh, God, thank you for your truth. Thank you for the blessed truth, Lord. 
We know the plan of salvation because we have your spirit, oh God, in us. Oh God, we know, we know that we must repent in order to receive salvation and be baptized in your precious name for the remission of sin. And we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Bless us now. You know what, you know what I, you know what I need is, Lord. Bless those that stand in need of whatever they might need, Lord. You shall supply our every need. Oh God, bless us going out and coming in from this time henceforth and forever. Oh God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give God a big hand. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Yes, he's worthy. He's worthy. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. If, if, turn with me to the uh, fourth chapter of Revelation. And I'll read the entire uh, fourth chapter of Revelation. Fourth chapter of Revelation. It's, it, said, it reads like this. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper, and a sardine stone and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald a round about the throne and round about the throne were four and twenty seats and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they rested not day and night, saying, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, 
but thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his eternal words sanctified in your hearts that you might live thereby in Jesus name let's give God a hand for his word Amen. Thank you, Lord. He is exalted. The King is exalted on high. Hallelujah. Now and forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
give you praise hallelujah thank you Jesus we love you thank you Lord come on let's give God a praise for our praise team amen they're blessing us hallelujah so wonderfully on this wonderful day that the Lord has made thank you Jesus amen certainly we thank God for each and every one of you amen that came out Make this service possible in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's offering time. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're asking you now. Amen. Come on. Amen. Let's be a blessing unto the house in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. If you need an envelope, praise God. Just raise your hand and ushers will make sure that you have one in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you with everything we have, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. We love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. Wonderful Savior. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to ask that everyone stand. Glory to God as we now go before the Lord. Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ, we do thank you and we praise you, O God. We come to this portion of the service, O God, that everyone can participate. Father, as we come now to be a blessing unto this house, O God, we ask you to bless your givers, O God, even the one that have not strengthened us, O God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and glorify you. Bless this offering now. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you come into Master, come around. Father, the direction of our ushers in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Deacon Basil here at Greater Refuge Temple, D.C. Thank you for all of your support. With your support, we've been able to keep ministry going. And we thank God for your support. And we pray that everyone is being blessed in this. Now, there are several ways you can give, and we ask that you look at the screen and choose one of the ways that you can give. Thank you for your support, and we pray that God will continue to bless you.
Hallelujah. And certainly we thank God for all you have given today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you ready for the word? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Certainly we thank God for our pastor. Praise God. Amen. He's been back with us. Amen. Come and bless us this morning with the word of God. Come on. Put your hands together for pastor as he come in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Put your hands together. Give the Lord some praise. Come on, he's worthy. Hallelujah. Come on and give him glory this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. I honor the Lord Jesus Christ this morning because he is the boss and we, we do love the Lord and grateful always to be in this place in the Lord's house, most of all in the Lord's presence. We're grateful for the Lord bringing us home safely um, here in God's house, knowing that had it not been for his grace and mercy, none of us would be here right now. Are you glad to be here? Amen. We honor the Lord always and to our assistant pastor, uh, who has been blessing us and, amen, and to amen. all of the men of God, all of the preachers, we thank God for them and uh, the deacons and missionaries uh, and mothers to all of the uh, wives of the preachers and to our first lady, Lady Fields, who is here. Amen. And to Amen. And the praise team and musicians, we honor them also. Grateful for all that they do. Uh, and to you uh, for pressing your way to the house of God. Amen. It's all right. Give yourselves a hand. Amen. And those of you who have connected with us this morning via live stream, hallelujah. We serve an omnipresent God. And just like we feel his presence here, I know the Lord can touch you where you are. And these are trying times, uh, pressing times. Uh, these are unprecedented days. But the only constant we have is God who never changes. And no matter what the season is, God is able. Hallelujah. I said no matter what the season is. God is able. Just lift your hands and say, God is able. Yes, and I know people hear us say that all the time. Uh, and to some people it may seem like a cliche, but no. Uh, in real time, God is able. Uh, in real time. Look down your row and say, in real time. Uh, yes, that means even when life gets rough, uh, God is able. Uh, even when we're in the midst of a struggle, God is able. Just lift your hands and say it. God is able. And we do thank him. Hallelujah. And this is why we praise him the way that we praise him. Father, we love you so much and we're so grateful. Once again, we find ourselves in this place 
And we ask, Father, that now you would bless us through your word. Those of us who are in the temple and those who are sitting in their homes, automobiles, some are at work, Lord, but they have connected to worship. They're worshiping you right where they are. We thank you, O oh God, because you're teaching us in this season that the building is not the church. <laughs> we are the church. It doesn't matter where we are. We can celebrate you no matter where we are. No matter what time of day it is, you are the one that connects us. So while we worship here, those who are at home are worshiping there, touch us all at the same time. Speak to us all at the same time. Heal us. Deliver us, Father. Do it all through your word, we ask in Jesus' name. Say it with me in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to glean a thought out of the book of Romans chapter 8 very familiar passage Romans chapter 8 the 28th verse is where the Lord leads me to minister from and we've quoted the scripture many times let's dive into it this morning Romans 8 and 28. Let's read this one verse together in concert. You have it. Won't you stand for the reading of God's word? Let's read. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. May the Lord add it blessing to the reading of his word and sanctified in our hearts that we may grow thereby and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose first three words of that verse always grip my attention and we know and we know. What to use as a subject this morning, if you know, act like you know. Before you sit down, tell somebody, won't you even pass your mask, say, if you know, and act like you know. <clears throat> Glory. I don't know if you've ever done this, but there are times when uh, I go into deep thought. Some may say daydreaming, but there are times when I find myself, and I guess the best way to put it where I mentally think, where I'm comparing the difference between something. I don't know if you've done it, but the most recent occasion that I had, I was in deep thought about the difference between knowing and not knowing. It, it caused me not only to think, but to question. Now I know there is proof upon proof that people and individuals, even societies are judged by what they know. People tend to look down on folks that don't have degrees and 
you didn't go to certain schools or uh, you have some uh, that will look down on you if they think that you're not knowledgeable about certain things. Society teaches us that a sociological critique of the revenant argument that the increasing polarization of knowledge and non-knowledge, that's just a long way of saying there are folks who know and don't know. There are smart folks and ignorant folks uh, has become a distinguishing feature of modernity, which is a long way of saying the quality or condition of modern thinking. When you hear that kind of dialogue, you get the impression that knowledge or the attempt to explain what knowledge is, is relative to the times that you're living in. There was a man by the name of Alfred Schutz in 1946 uh, who wrote these words in his explanation of knowledge and society. He says, the outstanding feature of a man's life in the modern world is his conviction that his life or his world as a whole is neither fully understood by himself nor fully understandable to any of his fellow men. When I read that paragraph, I just said, hmm. And there was another man in 1906 by the name of George Simmel, sociologist also, who wrote these words, the presence of the total reality upon which our conduct is founded, our knowledge is characterized by peculiar limitations and aberrations, and aberrations simply deals with a departure from what is normal or usual or expected. When you think about what sociologists feel about knowing and not knowing and what knowledge really is, you come to the conclusion, and you don't even have to be smart to come to this place, that as much as people know, they really don't know everything they think they know. So the conclusion should be, you no. Know, no matter how smart an individual is, they're still limited. No matter how many degrees a person may have on the wall, they're still limited. No matter how prosperous or successful they may seem, there are still limitations. My knowledge is limited. My strength is limited. Everything about us is limited. Look down your row and say, everything about us is limited. But I remembered something that the prophet said in the word of God. And we, the people of God, are taught that we walk by faith and not by sight. But Hosea prophesied under the leading of the Holy Ghost and said, this is what God wants us to know, that my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. And please understand, he's not talking about worldly knowledge. He's talking about a godly knowledge. A godly knowledge. Israel constantly turning from the Lord and facing the world, wanting to know more and more about the world and forgetting that no matter what they obtain in the world, it is God that gives them the strength and ability to do so. Daniel 
who was able to interpret dreams. He was more wise than the wisest of them all because of the spirit that dwelled in him. And he said these words, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. There was a consistent, constant comparison to those Babylonians and Persian kingdoms and the people of God. God's people were considered ignorant and dumbfounded because of their plight, because of where they were. They, they were being ruled over. But their, those who were oppressing them forgot that no matter what was going on in the lives of Israel, they were serving a God that was in control. No matter where they were, they seemed to rise to the top. Didn't matter where they came from, what their last name was. If they belonged to Jehovah, they rise to the top. But Solomon says something to us, I think, that is probably the most powerful of it all. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. When you tie all of that in, we are simply comparing knowledge of world and knowledge of God. The knowledge of world is temporary, but the knowledge of God is eternal. The knowledge of world, you're always seeking to put something on top of it. But the knowledge of God brings satisfaction. It brings you to a place, hallelujah, where no matter what's going on, because you know God. Because you have an understanding of his ways. So I am pleased to submit to you that no matter what's happening around us, it is better to know God. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that education is wrong. No. Get all the education you can get. I'm not saying that having degrees is wrong. No. Get all you can get. But in all of your getting, get an understanding. Hallelujah, that without God, we are nothing. Didn't Jesus say, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So then I know there are some of you who are asking the question in your mind. I did so when I was preparing to minister this morning. The question came then, does faith lead to knowledge? Hallelujah. Can my faith Need lead to knowledge? Can I, can I simply walk by faith and all of a sudden knowledge just beams in my mind? And the question to that is relative. It, it really depends on your walk with God. Faith can lead you to the deepness of God. It could lead you to places that no man can take you. It's, it's a personal journey. Faith can bring you to a place where seminary and colleges can't take you to because it deals with the personal confrontation between you and the God of your salvation. So the quick answer, yes, it can lead you to knowledge, a deeper knowledge of who he is, his greatness, his strength, his grace, his mercy, even the peace that passes all understanding. Faith, hallelujah, lift your hands and say faith. 
your faith should be leading you to a closer relationship with God, a place Hallelujah, that would be indescribable in your flesh, but in the spirit man, you understand, even though the words may not be able to form out of your mouth because it's between you and God, there are things you know about God that I may not know because of your personal relationship with God. Hallelujah, scream down your row and say, I know some things about God. Yes. That's why every now and then it's good for the people of God to testify and witness to one another. Hallelujah. To show that the God that we serve is yet alive and he's working and dealing in the lives of his children. So it is a faith that brings me, hallelujah, to a place of instruction and correction. This is why even Paul, in his witnessing of his personal experience with God, he said, I've learned in whatsoever state that I'm in, therewith to be content. Are you with me this morning? We've read out of the book of Romans. It is a book that Paul himself had written, and many feel that Romans is Paul's most theological and influential epistle. It is placed first among his 13 New Testament epistles. He is certainly giving a sound doctrine and deals extensively with God's wrath against sin. Romans 6, hallelujah, he says these words, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we who are dead to sin live any longer therein? In this epistle then, he also gives us a solid look at the grace of God. For if through the offense of one, he says, many have died, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. He is teaching and he is bringing us into the deep things of God and he is laying it out plainly. Hallelujah. Taking us to a place where we begin to understand the foundational principles of our salvation. He would say even to the Corinthian church that, uh, hallelujah, the first Adam was made a living soul and the last Adam, uh, referring to Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. There were questions being asked, how did this salvation come about? How did we get to experience the joy that we have? It was not only those inside of the church that were asking questions, but there were those who were questioning the integrity of this newfound salvation. So, hallelujah, many theologians say it like this here then begins to give what they call the ABCs of Christianity. Christ died, he was buried, and he rose again for our justification. Hallelujah. He reminds them of the life they were living before Christ filled them with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. He reminds them, he says, I 
want you to be confused about this. Hallelujah. We don't learn how to live this way in anyone's classroom. We, we don't learn how, hallelujah, to behave this way. Hallelujah. In anyone's, hallelujah, room of thought, it is God that has saved us and his spirit that enables us to walk the way that we walk. Hallelujah. And he wanted them to know now there are some things I don't care how deep you claim to be you'll never really be able to understand or explain. So he would simply say on one occasion great is the mystery of godliness. Sometimes the only way I can express or explain the salvation that I'm enjoying is God performed a miracle in my life. Witness to somebody and say he he performed a miracle in my life. So he wants them to know now that you're saved and because people may be questioning your walk and your belief and your faith, they may even be questioning your mentality. You must be crazy to follow that line of thoughts. Who would believe that someone would die for someone else and then on the third day get up for their justification? That, that makes no sense to someone who claims to be a modern thinker. But he is letting them know that salvation, my friend, is not all about modern thinking. The simplicity of the gospel simply says if I believe I will receive if I receive or accept I shall be saved if I reject it then I am missing out on the benefits of salvation does not the word of God say I first must believe that he is God and then that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him hallelujah so he says then you must walk according to the spirit hallelujah don't get excited because you read a book hallelujah don't get so excited because you've been to school hallelujah you still have to learn how to walk by the spirit theories change teachings can change men are flipping doctrines all the time but if you walk by the spirit you cannot nor will not be tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine and by the way Paul says if you don't walk by the spirit then you are none of his and he says it plainly for as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God what Paul is revealing in his epistle is a reality now that many don't want to discuss because it unveils a contradiction of sorts 
hallelujah, between the knowledge that we receive in the world and the knowledge we receive in the spirit realm. Paul explains the flesh can never understand spiritual things. Hallelujah. You cannot expect flesh to adequately express the reality of salvation because flesh does not want to be saved. You know I'm talking right. Your flesh does not want to live holy. If you left yourself to yourself, you would never be able to make the journey that has been prescribed in the word of God. That's Paul said, there's no good thing in my flesh. He reveals this contradiction. Hallelujah. I am struggling with this. Paul says, my spirit and my flesh are always in conflicts. I don't care what church you go to, who your pastor is. I don't care how many lessons you've been taught. Reality he says my flesh and the spirit will always conflict with one another so while people are blaming everything on the devil and while people are always preaching and saying the devil made me do this Paul said your flesh is the worst enemy you'll ever have Hallelujah, because baby, my salvation says that everything has been placed under my feet. In the spirit, I am victorious. I have everything that I need. Hallelujah, to make this journey, but in my flesh, I have to lean to my own understanding, to my own vices, and flesh will fail all the time look at somebody and say flesh will fail don't you mess with flesh don't you play with flesh flesh will turn your world upside down flesh will have you rolling your eyes and sucking your teeth flesh will have you bitter hallelujah messed up behind the pain and the realities of life flesh will tell you to shut your mouth and don't pray and don't speak and don't testify because it hurts too much. Flesh will have you mad and will corner you and put you in a place where you'll never come out. Hallelujah. You'll seek revenge and not revival. Hallelujah. You'll seek revenge and not restoration. But in my spirit, I'm walking in victory in the spirit. This is why Paul begins to elaborate on two minds. Hallelujah. He understands this. Hallelujah. It's your mentality that's messing you up. Does not the word of God say have this mind which was also in Christ Jesus? He is expressed by the time he gets to the 8th chapter 
of the book of Romans a higher and lower way of thinking hallelujah screen down your roof and ask them what kind of mind do you have and I believe that's a good question to ask especially in these days where people's minds seem to be fluctuating more and more people seem to be double minded in their approach to worship and what it means to be committed to God I'll praise you as long as you do what I want you to do and I'll worship you as long as everything seems to be going right but if Paul was here he says then if you think that way you are thinking with a lower mind in other words he would describe the higher mind as being spiritual and the lower mind as being carnal he says it is the spirit mentality and the flesh a carnal mentality that is actually at war with one another this is why Paul would say with my mind I serve the Lord hallelujah I want to hold on to this mind of Christ hallelujah I want to hold on to the thought passages of Christ I don't want to be messy and fleshy I don't want to be double minded I don't want to be wishy washy hallelujah but I want to grow in God and in order to do this I have to be of a spiritual mindset does not Paul say be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed I feel like preaching this by the renewing of your mind hallelujah so I submit to you it's not the changing of your garments it's the changing of your mind because you can have the right uniform on you can have the right color shoes on but if your mind is not spiritual you cannot grow in God hallelujah and some then are not growing in God they're just swollen with bitterness swollen with anger but if you want to really develop in the kingdom of God got to have a spiritual mind so Paul gives us this analogy and he lets them know you're going to have trials and tribulations and they're going to be things and challenges that, that will come face to face with your salvation but I reckon that the sufferings of this world they're not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed for the expectations of the creature waits 
place for the manifestation of the sons of God. Listen to Paul. He says, but the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who have subjected the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, but ourselves also. Grown within. Waiting for the adoption to whip the redemption of our body. We're saved by hope. Hope though that is not seen. Rather that is seen is not really hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It's a beautiful analogy. And I really didn't get the depth of what Paul is talking about until I looked at it a few times and it dawned on me that the analogy that Paul is giving us in the 8th chapter of the book of Romans is similar to the process of pregnancy. Oh my God. Look at somebody and say I'm pregnant. Let me explain. Because all around us Paul says you are, you are looking at a creation that is pregnant with possibilities. Hallelujah. In every season something in creation is being brought forth. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pains. Hallelujah. He's talking to us from a spiritual perspective. Hallelujah. Look over at somebody and say, neighbor, you see it as pain, but Paul saw it as birth pain. Hallelujah. He said we are yearning for birth. Yearning for deliverance. Even in your ignorance. You had an understanding whether hallelujah, it was cognitive. Or whether it was unconsciously. You knew you needed something better. Something greater. You knew you couldn't continue the way that you were going. Hallelujah. And God, he gave you 
birth, new birth. Touch somebody, scratch that with social distancing. Scream at somebody and tell them I'm pregnant. Lord, that's why some of you, while you're waiting for God to do something in your life, you can't deal with it in your flesh. You've got to deal with it with the spiritual mind. Hallelujah. And I got up this morning to help somebody that's in the midst of this process. Waiting does not diminish you. Hallelujah. Any more than a woman who is pregnant waiting for the birth of her child. Hallelujah. It does not diminish her pregnancy. It's part of the process. She won't know that she's ready to give birth until the pain comes. And the greater the pain, the closer she is to giving birth. Hallelujah. Scream down your row and ask them how far apart are your contractions. I feel like preaching in this place. Look at a woman who is pregnant. The further along in her pregnancy, the more enlarged she becomes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. That's not you just being swollen with nothing but you're pregnant with purpose. Every one of us. Hallelujah, God has impregnated us with purpose. And purpose is not given to you overnight. It's a process of realization and manifestation of the promises of your God. I submit unto you that the longer you wait, the larger you will become. And the more joyful should be your expectancy. That's why when you worship, don't just worship him all willy-nilly. Worship him with expectancy. That's why when you pray, don't just mumble a few words, but pray with expectancy. That's why when you praise, praise him like you're ready to give birth. I don't know who I'm talking to, and I don't know how you've been dealing with what you've been dealing with but I hear the Holy Ghost say get in your birth position stop complaining it's a part of your journey there's no such thing as being pregnant and 
not having pain. And I know some of you are talking back and saying, feels I'm tired of waiting. Hallelujah. That's why Paul says, while you're in your birth position and while the pains are coming, you may not know what to pray for. Hallelujah. You may not know how to deal with the pain, but the Holy Ghost is your midwife. Hallelujah. Scream down your row and tell somebody, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is my midwife. The Holy Ghost will tell me to push. The Holy Ghost will tell me to hold on. The Holy Ghost will tell me to breathe. The Holy Ghost will tell me everything will be alright. It doesn't matter now. I come to tell the devil it doesn't matter now what's going on in our lives as long as I'm able to give birth to the blessings of God in my life lift your hands and just say Jesus knows he knows the pain he knows the anguish he knows the journey he knows how pregnant I am he knows when I'm having complications and he knows when my water is about to break say yeah he knows how far long I am he knows me better than I know myself he knows my condition lift your hands and say Jesus knows my condition this is why Paul said we can be sure about every detail of our lives that God has already worked it out hallelujah he knows all about my struggles and he will guide until the day is done Jesus knows Jesus knows Jesus knows Jesus knows Jesus knows all about my struggles and he'll die till the day is done but you say wait a minute preacher when you got up the first thing you said out of your mouth was if you know you want to act like it and I'm glad you brought that to my attention because I need to caveat with this everything you know is based upon the knowledge of God 
concerning you. I'm only here because of him. I only have because of him. I only do because of him. In him I live and move and have my being in. So Paul said, we're pregnant, we're giving birth, the toils of life are helping us produce birth pains, but I want you to hang in there and lean on the Holy Ghost who will help you give birth to the seeds that have been planted by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. He says, we know that all things work together. Every pain is working to bring me closer. Every lie they told on you I'm going to use it to make you better All of your issues I'm going to tie them together And make a comment of praise Hallelujah We know I told Paul I need a better explanation For we know Hallelujah If you look past Verse 28 Paul answers Why we know Why Do we know Because God knew us Before we knew ourselves He designed the path Before I walked on it Hallelujah Before the foundation of the world Was laid He already knew And because he knew He foreknew He predestinated Me to be conformed To the image of his son Lift your hands And say he already knew me Before I got here He knew My mess He knew All of my dirt And he still saved me He looked beyond my faults And he saw my needs Hallelujah Scream down your row And say I don't know why he did it But I'm glad That he did Predestined Hallelujah That pain He already knew What they did to you He already knew And he said I'm going to use it To conform you To the image of my son Say yeah That's what Paul said we are His workmanship 
Hallelujah. And if Paul was here, he would read between the lines and say, That's that's where I got my knowledge that I may know him. Hey God in the fellowship of his suffering and in the power of his resurrection and somebody how do you know God Lord, I didn't find him in a book I didn't find him in a lesson it was in real time was on my way to hell yes I was look at somebody and say you can't make this stuff up I was lost in sin I was messed up but he saved my life that's what I know that's what I know I know he's real because I feel him on the inside. I know he can save because he saved me. He said, moreover, not only did he predestinate me, but he called me. Called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many have you been called? I didn't say call the preacher. I said call the salvation. Call to holiness. Called into the fellowship. And to him he called. He justified. And to whom he justified. He also glorified. What then? Shall we say to these things? If God, if God, if God be for us, He's more than the whole world against us. He said, That's why I know. If God can do all that, He can deal with all this. That's why I know in the Greek, it's not the word kenosos, it's the word edo. It means discernment, it means hallelujah. I may not know how he's gonna do it, but I know he can do it. And I'm gonna wait here until it's time to give birth. Cause everything I've been going through in this season, it's working together for my good. Because I've been called and because I love the Lord. How many of you in here love him? And you know you love him. Lift your hands and tell the Lord I'm going through. But I love you. Hey, hey, hey. Things are going on in my life. 
Christ But I love you Thank you Lord I came to challenge you And to see how many of you Really know That it's going to be alright How many of you Really know That God Is about to work it out in your favor I don't mean put on I mean you really know You've been fully persuaded I can see God In this mess I can see God In this pain How many of you really know Then you want to act like it Yeah There's a certain swag That a believer has You know that is able There's a certain way you walk When you know he can do it There's a swag in your step I'm not dragging around I'm not dragging my feet But I'm walking like I know That God will turn it around Tap somebody's neighbor Where's your swag? Walk like you know There's a certain language That somebody that knows They don't talk doubt They never say maybe But they'll say I know My God is able Hallelujah There's a certain way That people that know praise God There's no hesitation Nobody has to beg you To raise your hand And the situation Does not dictate The fervency of your praise You'll say yes I will rejoice How many of you know you know I've raised those hands not because I say so but because when I think of the goodness of Jesus he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah hallelujah some of y'all act like you don't know some of y'all act like you're not fully persuaded but if you know it's gonna be alright if you know that God is in control if you know that God is able I want you to praise him like it I want you to clap I don't care who's looking I don't care what you say I know what I know what I know what I know what I know my kind my kind is a healer my God is a way maker. My God 
is a burden bearer. My God can make ways out of no way. My God is a lifter of my head. My God is joy and sorrow. My God can lose shackles. My God can hold back the hand of demons. Whatever I'm going through, I know it's going to work out for my good. Say yeah. Say yeah. What are you waiting for? If you know, go on and praise him. What are you looking around for? If you know, go on and shout hallelujah. What are you waiting for? If you know, shout out of your mouth. Lord, I praise you. I won't use my mouth to complain. I know all things are working for my good. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say Every pain is working for your good. Every situation. referring to was not book knowledge it was not so much coming from instruction from man it was coming from the reality of God it was faith leading him to a knowledge of God that can only be accomplished through developing a spiritual mind he says and he's talking to the spiritual folk and we know. Everybody may not know, but we know. 
the world may not know, but we know. Look around the room and look at somebody and say, but we know. See, listen, when, when, when the world does certain things, they were, they were taught. The, the best dancers in the world went to school and someone taught them how. But there's certain things we know that the world didn't teach us. No, no. This, this, this joy that I have, the, the world didn't, didn't give it. That's why the world can't take it away. Somebody needed to hear this message today. Turn around and tell somebody, but we know. Don't you sit there and panic. Act like you know and give God some praise. Don't you sit there having a pity party. Act like you know. Look at one more person and say, and we know. And if you know, act like it. Come on and let's give Jesus some praise in this house. They clap those hands. Listen, praise them like you know.
hands together, give the Lord some more praise in the house. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him. Come on and lift him up. Whoa. Come on, let you praise him like you know, you know. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. those of you who have connected with us via live stream, those who are sitting in their homes, cars, perhaps you're at work, I, I want to extend an altar call to you first. You have a special need of prayer. You may want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Give your life to the Lord. Send that request to us admin at grtdc.org someone from the staff will reach out to you tell you what you need to do we'll arrange for you to be baptized in Jesus name you want the Holy Ghost let us know someone from our staff will reach out to you yes they will to the utmost Jesus saves hallelujah send that request in admin at grtdc.org but you have a special need of prayer you want in the comment section. Perhaps someone in your household or someone that you know, you want us to pray for them, tag them. Let them know that GRTDC here in Washington, we're getting ready to pray for you. Put that name in the comment section so we could establish an online prayer line, electronic prayer line. We want to pray for you this morning. We want to pray for you this morning. Hallelujah. Zachary Peterson, we're praying for you today. Ika, glory. Sister Nisha, we're praying for you today. I want you to know that God is able. Paul Carter and family. We're lifting you up in prayer. The Elmer family. Thank you, Jesus. The names are still coming in. God answers prayer. Latoya Davis Bennett, we're praying for you. Joshua and Tamara Gamble. Christine and Tamara. Gary Thelma Richardson. Matthew. The Bolden family. The Hargrove and Carr family. We're praying for you today. We here in the temple are going to touch and agree, knowing that God is able to perform. 
Lonnie Fatima, Michelle Sims and family, the Thickpin family, we're praying for you. Let's bow our heads. Father, the names are still rolling in. Families, individuals. There are situations that are represented in this prayer line that only you can fix, only you can heal. We ask, oh God, that you would move on their behalf. Stretch forth your hand and touch, Lord. Heal, set free and deliver. Some are dealing with bereavement, the loss of a loved one. We ask that you would be their strength and comfort. Bless as only you can. Save as only you can. Deliver as only you can. And we'll remember to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name. Wherever you are, put your hands together. And we'll praise him here along with you. Come on, refuge. Seal it with the praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for connecting with us. Thank you for connecting with Greater Refuge Temple this morning. And until next week, we pray that the Lord will bless you to meet again with us in worship. Until then, be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom, shalom. Come on, Refuge. Praise the Lord. It's Pastor Fields here. And I hope you have enjoyed your worship experience with us on today. Thank you so much for connecting with Grady Refuge Temple here in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I want to thank you for connecting with us, being a part of this worship experience. And we also, for those of you who may just be meeting us for the first time, wanted to tell you a little bit about ourselves. We are a part of a great organization, that great reformation, the Churches of Our Lord Jesus Christ, was founded in 1919 by Bishop R.C. Lawson. And this beautiful edifice that we're standing in was built, ministry founded by Bishop William Lee Bonner. I have the honor now of being the pastor. We have been growing. The Lord has been blessing us tremendously. Souls have been saved and blessed and set free and we're continuing the work yes even in the midst of these trying times we are determined to continue the work i pray that you'll continue to connect with us i pray also that as the lord delivers and set free that he will not leave you out you'll be blessed along with us as well until we meet again shalom shalom <laughs>